You're listening to the Antos Podcast, where we explore the nature of stories in the pursuit of being in truth. I'm Vod. And I'm Mac. And our sentience depends on you. Now cue the intro music. All right. Well, chapter chap- five. Chapter five. Yeah. So this is a. Uh, we're going to open up and start off with. The group having left, and it is Kelsier, Doxon, and Vin now in the aftermath of what seemed to be a pretty successful sell. Like, mm-hmm. they only lost one person at the end of the day mm-hmm. um, on a plan that's pretty insane. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you only had one guy walk out. That's like a decent success rate, good hit rate. But yeah, um, the big thing here in the very beginning is that Vin still is kind of like iffy about them she thinks they're still putting on a show for her like they she has no idea what they expect out of her um dachshund and kelsey are just talking like they're just still shooting shooting the stuff like you know they didn't just form a group to overthrow the final empire mm-hmm. but ultimately a big surprise happens at least not to kelsey but to everyone else clubs comes back the old man who left in the very or left after the meeting, the 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 smoker of the group, as mm-hmm. they're calling him, comes back and kind of drops a little bit of insight here. He says that you can never trust yourself when there's a soother around. And he's referring to Brees, the misting with the ability to soothe, as they keep calling it, whatever, you know, that ends up meaning it kind of dumbing. And it's luck, right? Right. It's, it's luck. The luck that we've been hearing. Yeah. And, you know, we get another little glimpse here. You know, what actually, you know, they talk about how, you know, the copper, you know, or uh, they call them copper clouds, you know, smokers. They're trying to figure out, I'm like, at least I am, what can they actually do other than, you know, they talk about hiding mistings from other Alamancers. That's their job, they're supposed to, or from the Lord Ruler. Um, but Kelsier mentions, you know, Clubs is like, you know, I, I don't want to be influenced by a soother. And Kelsier's like, well, you know, he couldn't even if he tried. Okay, um, so maybe these smokers do even more than just hide you, and that's pretty interesting at least. So mm-hmm. Clubs agrees, hey, I'm all in. I don't even want the money. I just want to overthrow the final empire. And in his own words, it has style. <laughs> that's a little bit of an interesting change and shift, you know, because up to this point, this guy's been the grumpy old man, and he's coming in here going like, "Yeah, yeah, this is gonna, this is gonna look good, mm-hmm, you know, this mm-hmm. is gonna go good." Well, Clubs leaves after that to go get the shop ready, to go get everything ready for them to, to I guess have have a hiding place. That's you know, and Kelsier mentions to Dachshund, "Hey, I need more ATM," and that's the first little bit. I mean, I guess it's not the first drop, and the last like, kind of talking about it. It's the super rich something it's incredibly valuable it brought everyone in like they wanted it but kelser needs more of it and he decides that he's going to do it um aggressively he's not going to steal it he asked Doxon, what group do i need to hit what noble house do i need to attack to get this atm and Doxon mentions venture which we've heard them before we heard them at the in the prologue venture is the big dog the big the big noble house, the ones that are at least at this point in charge. One of the bigger ones, one of the bigger noble houses. And he, you know, Kelsier mentions that he ran out because he, he bought some sort of contract from somebody and 
he also mentioned that he used it killing Lord Tresting. So, I mean, it at least implies there's some power associated with it. Yeah, it has to be something a Mistborn can use at this point, right? Like, is it another metal? Whatever it is, if he used it to kill Lord Tresting, we saw that damage that he was able to inflict here uh, on the plantation. And you know what? We're in for a lot more carnage mm -hmm. in this chapter as this kind of discussion is going to be... Uh, a lot shorter for this episode because really I'm not going to sit here and recap Brandon's excellent writing in the fight. Lots of fight scene. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot of fight scene. But what we kind of get here is that Kelsier kind of refers to clubs as, before he leaves as like this uh, bored old man that is attracted to vision. And he mentions how him and Mare, his, his wife, you know, how they well they 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 with doxing kind of like ruled luthadel essentially and i say ruled but they were very well-known successful yeah. thieves yeah. well-known because of their success yeah they were swindling everyone apparently you know i think at one point kelsier said this was before um, i was a normal man me and doxing were both normal men while we were bringing noble houses to their knees and mayor was a mystic she was a Tenai. Yeah, and he mentioned that Mare never got to see him snap. Whatever the heck snapping is. Right, because he mentioned earlier, I snapped in the pits. Yeah, and so at this point, we kind of get that confirmation, at least the question I've been asking a lot here is like, who the heck is Dachshund that everyone knows him? Well, this is why everyone knows him. He was a part of the biggest crew out there. And, man... They kind of have that moment again where Dachshund continues to kind of like nag on Kelsier that he forgets that he's a Mistborn. And really the trip over to uh, the trip that Kelsier takes towards Keep Venture here kind of gives us more insights in on Alamancy. We kind of get to see he mentions using steel and we see apparently he sees these blue lines that connect to metal. He mentions uh, some of his old teacher's sayings in his head. Don't pull on something smaller than you unless you expect it to come flying at you. Don't push on something bigger than you unless you expect to go flying in the opposite direction. And we get a little bit of insight into at least steel as an alimantic al metal and how it's used here. And then we get to the fight. Kelsier arrives at Lord Venture's estate. Decides, you know what? I gotta steal some stuff. He kills a bunch of guards and... Brutally, may I say, like when he he kills them, I think at one point he mentions, "Oh, that was a nobleman. Um, it could have been a ska. Well, if it's a ska who was working for a nobleman, they deserve to die just all the same." Any man that served the final empire forfeited his right to live. Yeah. Um. So Kelsier is angry, and like there are even points that he mentions, like during the fight, Kelsier mentions that his anger was a lot worse with Lord Trusting, but it's still here right now, mm -hmm. and. Every time he hears one of them scream, he hears Mare screaming. And he's, there's just a lot, like, a lot of anger here. But, man, do we get one of the coolest fight scenes up to this point. We get to see why Mistborn are feared. It, it, what's he take on, like, I want to say, like, at one point it's like 12 men at once. And then even Alamancer show up at one point and start attacking him and... 
But up until that point, there were specific people designed to fight. Yeah, haste killers. Haste yeah. killers. So he, he deals with the guards pretty quickly. You see why Mistborns are so effective. He pulls the sword out of one of the guards' hands and cleaves his head off before he can even draw a dagger. Mm-hmm. The other guard, noticing he's, he's a Mistborn, tries to drop the metal off of his body to avoid getting pulled like the, like the other guard did. And all he does is fling the sword at his unarmored body now and kill him. There's nothing you can do, right? There, there's nothing you can do against these guys. You are a dead man walking when you're up against a Mistborn with no powers. Oh, or so we think, because then the Haze Killers show up. And th- these are normal people who are apparently trained and taught how to fight Mistborn. Kelsier mentions how they have no metal on their body. So you can't push or pull them, can't do any of that yeah. stuff. They, they mention how they're trained to work as a group, and they're trained to... They're trained essentially in how a misborn fights and moves. You know, if you've, you know, a normal person obviously is not a not a soldier. They're not trained in a fighting style. But whenever you know you're trained one way to fight against a normal person, it's going to be really different when the misborn can move in all different directions. They can move the things around in their environment, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're they're trained with all of that in mind, and they are a lot more effective against Kelsier during this fight. Right, and and even still, like during the fight, you feel like Kelsier sometimes loses it, but you never feel like he's overwhelmed. It almost no, feels like no. the Haze Killers are always on their heels, even though they are there's perfectly of- and specifically designed to take on yeah, guys like yeah. him. Yeah, and there's eight of them. And I think the worst, the, the biggest like injury Kelsier gets is he 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 flare, he says he flares his pewter and he lifts up his arm, and they, he just blocks full on blocks what they call a dueling cane. And he mentions that like any other, this would have broken clean through any normal person's bone, but with pewter infused bone, like he's able to block it and it's mm-hmm. nothing more than just a bruise. But yeah, he ends up killing seven of them and the last one just hightails it out because, you know, at that point, why wouldn't you? Right, right. Um, and the Alamancers show up. The Alamancers are pushing metal, attacking him, and he realizes at this point... I'm pretty spent. He mentions that his metals are running low. One of these mistings, one of these noble mistings, was able to apparently pull his his vial of metals out of his hand or off his belt before he's able to like refresh everything. And so he just runs. And he jumps out the window. Everyone's cursing. They're trying to follow him. He gets to the bottom. He opens up the safe that he had pulled out of the wall. Well, that's the thing. He pulled it out of the wall. He pushed it out, and it... It broke into pieces, I think, or something. Yeah, it crashed. It cracked when it hit the bottom. And he opens it up. He gets money, jewels, and he gets ATM, which we now realize are these little black beats. And again, like, Kelsier's, like, anger shows because he, when he, the last thing he sees before he leaves is this mangled and broken corpse of a haze killer he threw out the window. And he goes, man, I almost thought to myself... Was this night going to be a waste? Was I not going to have ATM? And then he went, and then I remembered any night in which a nobleman dies is a good night. Yeah, any any night that's ended with the dead nobleman is a successful one. And that's kind of where that's where we're left with this chapter. Again, a very brief explanation of what's happening because you know eighty percent of it was an absolutely like fluid fight scene from Brandon Sanderson. I could picture everything that was happening. Right, and it sounds like if you when you picture it in your mind again, like it, it seems like it's a chaotic, chaotic event, but he really, really handles it very well to be able to get get you piece by piece about what's going on. Yeah, and one thing I want to mention here, you know, if you felt this way too, listener, 
the first time I read a Brandon Sanderson fight scene, it it sounds weird to say, and trust me, I'm not talking bad here, but like it bothered me a little bit with how formulaic it was. It was like step by step by step. But then I realized it was a, just a genius way to do it because it lets you view these chaotic events in such a clear way in your head. That's at least how I felt. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm I'm not trying to bag on you know Frank Herbert or anything, but like when I first, my one of the first fight scenes I've ever read was in Dune, and it was just very confusing to me. And it was frequently like he he swung at me and I parried, and then he swung on the opposite side and I parried again, and I was like, it was both boring and confusing, yeah. but this is neither, you know. Um, but one of the things I I loved about this scene was it was setting up. Um, Part of the Alamancy world building was Kelsier preps for the fight. He takes off all of his medals except for yep. the medals that he's going to use, and he uses glass daggers. You know, yeah, glass daggers. So I mean, you know, these weapons are specifically designed for this world. You know, mm-hmm. a glass dagger is very, very useless except for in a case when you absolutely need to use it. Yeah, uh, I mean, you can't use metal. Yeah, I mean, look at what happened to that first guard. His own sword was pulled out, and his head was lopped off with his own sword. And that's the thing is, um, it was designed. You know, it shows how like the the universe had to adapt for this type of stuff. The Hayes Killers, you know, they came in, they all like gathered up and they all learned how to you do certain um, tactics in order to handle these, uh, handle a Mistborn. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we got to see exactly why one man could take down, you know, so many different people all at once. Yeah. And speaking of how, again, how the world has to adapt for it, something that I forgot to mention that's so big here, we get to, we get, we we're told what a miscloak is. A miscloak, right. And, Really, this miscloak, based on their own words in here, was it's basically a, a way for Mistborn to go, hey, normal person, you didn't see me. Right. It's <laughs> even, very, even if you see me, you didn't see me. It's clearly identifying, but it's all, it's also designed in such a way that it like is supposed to be shown to how chaotic, be chaotic in the mist. Mm-hmm. So if you ever see an image related to Mistborn, you probably see someone in a mist cloak with yeah, these like and view- tassels. And viewers don't look up images <laughs> I, of Mistborn. I would be very hesitant to look up images. Don't do it because you'll find it. We'll we'll try to have provide some links of safe images, you know, wherever we can. But here's another thing I wanted to point out was uh, clubs. Actually, you know, yeah. clubs, Dachshund, and all these. Um, how interesting kind of the dynamic they have with each other because clubs was actually cognizant enough to think look, this sounds interesting to me, but I need to be certain about it. So I'm going to leave because I need to make sure that Breeze essentially isn't influencing me. Yeah. And then he left and took his time and then came back. And it's funny because you would think that's obvious, right? You would think that if you're around people who can manipulate your emotions, that you obviously should take a minute and get away from anyone who could do that before you agree to something. Um one other thing I thought was fi- fascinating was clubs at this point should know Kelsier is a misborn, but he doesn't think Kelsier would ever manipulate him. Even though Kelsier has that power. Yeah. Um, I mean, he says, I need to make sure, you know, he needed, he needed to have an idea of like, Oh, this is, um, this is something I actually want. It's not just there, you know, pushing me to do it. it. Well, pushing me to do it in any other way that Kelsier usually pushes me to do things. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but I just thought that was an interesting kind of like dynamic that we they ended up developing. Um, we also learned a few things about the metals that they they do not extinguish at the same time. He talks about how yeah. pewter is one of the fastest ones to go. 
Um, so this is actually one of the cool things about the, the magic system we're already learning. We're learning about the drawbacks. You know, early on, we're already learning, like, there's some things that don't last as long. There are some things that, you know, we're seeing actually some drawbacks that were, are going to be alluded to later um, so that these guys aren't all powerful. You know, oh, yeah, I have super strength, um, but there is a problem with that. And we're going to be able to address that, you know, a little bit later. Yeah. Another big bit of foreshadowing that I think I, I noticed this time kind of reading through is that you saw how like the vial of metal got pulled out of, you know, Kelser's hand or belt. I can't remember which one it was. So like even their source of these powers can be manipulated and pulled away and taken. Exactly. And so, I mean, there is a level of weakness that we have to to deal with and develop here. We have to kind of account for um, because if you don't account for um, the fact that your source of power can be taken away, um, then you're going to be in trouble. Um, one thing I, I, I missed on my first read was um, we know that from the previous chapters that uh, Kelsier was given 30,000 boxings for this job. Yeah. But from what we also know is that from the safe, he probably got more than that from the safe because he said he got tens of thousands of boxings and then a bag yeah. full of ATM. Now, let's just pretend the ATM, we don't know what the value is. We just know it's very valuable. But outside of that, he got all the boxings, you know, that probably more than what this other guy got him. And he's not even like excited about it. Like he's like, oh, okay, I'm just going to pocket these. And but the ATM is what he was really there for. I mean, yeah. And you can tell like going based off our previous chapter here, he means it. I think like he's completely going to go forward with the job, you know, and how it's listed. But his ultimate goal is not the money. Well, you can see, like, all, all the joy he pulled from this particular job was killing noblemen and people who serve yeah. him. So we're going to have to see if that doesn't backfire on him. Yeah, and uh, hopefully it doesn't. Hey, guys, it's Matt. Thanks for listening to the Autos Podcast. You'll start seeing regularly scheduled episodes starting November 14, 2022. If you'd like to follow us, please consider subscribing. We're a small project, so please support us with likes and comments because that's what the algorithms crave. If you're listening to the YouTube channel, please hit the notification bell. And if you really want to give us a boost, consider supporting us on Patreon so we can give Vaughn a better mic.